Welcome to the How Great Events Happen podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Cody. And we are your podcast hosts, coming to you from the CVET Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Now, before we get to today's topic, read more about today's episode on the CVET blog at cvent.com slash podcast. And of course, we love hearing from you. So email us at podcast at cvent.com. That's right. And today's episode is focused on travel managers and specifically about a report that was recently released about the role travel managers play. We talked to one of our internal experts, Carla Pierce, about the report that includes some really interesting insights on budgets, challenges, and where travel managers are booking locations. So a lot of great information from Carla that she wants to share. Yeah. So let's hear more from Carla about her findings. Carla, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. So we'll go and dive right in here. So if you could just tell us a little bit about the research report you recently worked on. Again, thank you for having me. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm from the other side of the business. So I look after marketing for the Seven Hospitality Cloud, where we help venues with uh, marketing solutions for both MICE and corporate travel. And every year we release several research pieces for the event organizers or planners, but we wanted to investigate more of what travel managers want. And especially for Europe, that is a territory or continent that, although might seem small, it has a lot of differences between country to country, not only language-wise, but also what they want, what they aim to get from the hotel that they're sourcing for their travel program. So this was the the first objective that we had, and uh, the results were really, really interesting. You know, I've done a, a few research reports in my career, and I've always find when I jump into it, I, I think I know what the report's going to say, but sometimes I'm really surprised by what the data actually tells us. Was there anything that you were particularly surprised about with this report? Yes. I mean, for example, some regions uh, ranked some amenities more important than others. And I just wouldn't expect it. For example, when uh, the Italian travel managers were asked, what would make you book a hotel? Design-led hotels were very important, boutique hotels. Whereas, for example, travel managers in the UK, they said, no, I really want your normal corporate chain hotel kind of thing that has a great loyalty program so I can get my points, etc. So those things were really eye-opening for us when, when looking at the research because we almost thought, wow, I mean, we should go further into the differences between the sourcing uh, requests for, for each travel manager, depending on, on their country within Europe. Wow. So I used to work for a travel management company before Cvent. So I'm really interested. If, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about like the average travel manager today? I think the average travel manager today, what what we um, so as, as I mean, again, this this research is very general. So I think next year, what we would like to do is to go deeper into the country, as I said before. But it's really compelling what we found today. So basically, they're very. Um, stretched in the sense of budgets are increasing in some regions, decreasing in others. But in the regions that are increasing, they need to prove the value for money to their to their travelers. Because one task of the travel managers is to uh, implement a travel program. But once implemented, they don't know which which hotels within the program will, will be the best success, will, will have the best success for their travelers. Meaning I book, you know, five hotels in, again, let's go with to Italy, Milano, and then 
I find out that the one that I thought it was going to be a success is actually not. So I think the travel managers have an extremely difficult task and I want to acknowledge that, but there are tools that will help them get through them. And I think this, this research is very good in the sense of it gives you more information about what, what they want per region and what they do and what are their pain points. Did this report dig in at all about where travel managers are booking, like what locations or what countries or any of those kinds of insights? A little bit, yes. We, we would like to go further into the detail for next year. But for example, for this year, we ask them if they book domestically or outside. And for example, the UK travel managers tend to stay within the UK. And when you look at the whole of Europe, most of them travel the most within Europe, followed by the US, except for Spain that will go Europe first. And instead of the US, they go to LATAM. And that's understandable because of the language. Interesting. Really insightful. It's kind of like things that I I don't normally think about in my day to day. So it's really interesting to hear these trends that you're seeing. And you also mentioned too, like budgets are increasing and in some cases decreasing. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you found as far as budgets concerned? Yeah. So some of the the countries that that saw an increase were the, the UK and Germany, where Italy and Spain had more limited growth when it comes to their budgets. And this is a ballpark again. Uh, But we did see that overall, if you look at the 500 travel managers that we surveyed from UK, Spain, France, Italy, and Germany, you will see that some countries have limited budgets, but overall their budgets are growing. If you look at all of them as a bulk of the 500 of them. Something that came out in every single country of travel managers would be that it's difficult to prove the value for money of the travel program to the traveler or of the hotel to the company as well. So I'm paying, let's say, $200, £200 for this hotel room. And this was great for me, traveler, because they gave me X, Y, Z. But was it great to the company regarding price? So that is one of, of the pain points as well that we that we saw. I feel like we hear that a lot when it comes to the live events industry, being a planner, being a travel manager, being a traveler. There's just a lot of difficulty kind of reporting back the value because there's just so many moving pieces. And especially when when you're talking about globally, right? Because you literally send people all over the world, regardless of where you are a travel manager doing your job because that's your job for people to travel. So most of them end up having people traveling maybe to remote places, like depending on the industry that you're managing the travel program for, you know, they travel to Africa or they could travel to Latin America or, you know, depending on your industry, like for example, oil industry, they travel to remote places. So I've heard from one of of my colleagues here in Europe saying, for some of my clients, when implementing a travel program, security is extremely important. They need to know where exactly where they are, exactly how to locate them in case there's a hurricane, there's an explosion, there's you know security threats, you know anything like that, which is quite interesting for me. This is outside, obviously, our research, but I'm just giving a little bit of um, of insight about the travel manager itself. It's kind of like 
the invisible workload of the travel manager. I, lo <laughs> I love those invisible workload um, concepts. But yeah, it's all of these sort of things you don't think about when you think of the job a travel manager might, might yeah, play. Yeah, being a travel manager does not sound like a very easy job. But I mean, Carla, what are some of the other challenges and pain points that there are for travel managers? I think uh, dealing with the pressure of implementing a program at a certain date, it's very hard. Also dealing with the RFP part of the, so for example, for travel managers on like event planners, they have seasonality and for the same for venues where an RFP of a, of a meeting planner will go for, you know, October 14th for a travel manager, they start sourcing for the travel program at around April, May and they start the RFP season, what we call the RFP season. So they will look for hotels that will fit the travel program, their price and everything. And that is the first challenge that is a long process to implement. There are many stakeholders that perhaps you don't know very well, which are the hotels that will say, yeah, I can offer you the thousand room nights for 300, including breakfast, Wi-Fi, etc. So that's the first pain point. Communication is the second one. Because, you know, hotels receive RFPs for these travel programs. And sometimes they are very slow in replying. Sometimes they're very thorough. They're not thorough enough. They have hidden costs. I've heard from the other side of meeting the travel manager saying, you know, I got very far to my negotiation and suddenly... The hotel said, oh, by the way, Wi-Fi is only one, I'm making things up, one kilobyte. But if you want the real deal, this will be at a cost. And then that's where like, well, then we need to start over really, or I need to start sourcing again. And I think this is this is one hell of a job for, for the communication, the negotiation skills. And part of the, <clears throat> of, of the challenge also is that this negotiation is faceless. Right. So the report that you build, you build it through email and email is one of the worst ways of negotiating in the world. So one of the things that we really encourage both sides is to pick up the phone to try to build that report as much as you can. But it's difficult because there's too much at stake and you're doing it, you know, in such a way that is, is a barrier to, to negotiate by email. Yeah, I never really thought about that. But yeah, it, it is really hard to kind of build a relationship over email. I mean, I'm the worst. You can't even like pay me to pick up a phone and call somebody. But in cases like this, when you're really trying to create a negotiation process and get the best deal you can, having that relationship is probably really beneficial. Um, is there any certain, you know, technologies or things like or other tools that you can think of that helps make the travel manager's job a little bit easier? I think anything that will take the manual effort out of the process will be really, really helpful. I mean, some travel managers in the in the survey said, what do you use to manage a travel program? And I was so surprised to see Excel sheets. That that shouldn't be the case. Nobody should go through the ordeal of managing a travel program with an Excel sheet. It's just not sustainable. So the first thing would be to have a platform that will help you you know, minimize the ma manual effort and also to see a directory when you could really see many hotels at the same time that you don't have to rely on Google. That's something that, you know, although Google is very new, if you, if you, um, if you think about it, it's very old for sourcing. It just shouldn't, nobody should be sourcing on Google. There's always many, many tools that you, you can use for that to see a, a bigger picture, to filter everything. The same for the other side, right? When you have the RFPs coming to you, if you're if you're a hotel, 
you can really see what company is requesting the information, is requesting the room nights. So the tools will be, you know, a directory that will be so big that you could literally just filter very easily. A way to manage the RFPs to know what status they are and how to do the whole process and implement the program with just one platform and also once implemented or once uh, you know selected to to track how how are you doing within the program it's interesting to hear i mean planners travel managers kind of have the same same issue i guess where we have all these tools at our fingertips. It's about knowing where those tools are, using ones that have all the features and functionality we do, and trying to move away from that manual process as much as possible. Make our lives so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carla, you mentioned earlier about that you know, example of getting that Wi-Fi charge you know, in the 11th hour and how that can just really throw your budget off. I mean, what can travel managers do to make sure that they're getting the best price? I think the, the first thing should be what do you want to achieve with your program? What are the things that are important to your travelers? Just like we do our homework and try to survey our, our travel managers beforehand to know what they want, the travel managers should, why not survey their travelers and say, well, you were part of the travel program. You traveled to these destinations. What are the things that, that really made a difference for you as a traveler? And this is and this is something that it's so important because then you start your travel program with, I didn't know that my traveler's most important thing world, worldwide or by region is, you know, that is a cool hotel or a breakfast or Wi-Fi or anything like that. When you start the travel program with your priorities right and you listen to the actual user of the travel program, I think you're set up for success or have better chance of being successful because what you don't want is that you thought that these things were important and then when you implement it's like the only thing that I wanted was a hot breakfast or a cold breakfast or I don't care about breakfast so that that would be my suggestion to start knowing exactly what your priorities are and then go and implement and be very truth, truthful to the hotels that you're working with or you would like to work with because if in the, in the early stages of the negotiation, they do not have or cannot offer that as part of the package, well, you don't waste your time and you say, thank you very much. I'll move on to the next one. Know your requirements. Be upfront and honest. I mean, the more transparent, I, I assume they are at the beginning of the negotiation, the smoother the entire process is going to go. Yeah, don't make any assumptions, really. Exactly. Listen to the end user, which is not the travel manager. Probably the travel manager doesn't uh, travel to half of the hotels or destinations that he's setting up the travel program for. So what else do you think our audience absolutely needs to know from this report or what, what surprised you that you think this audience would be interested to learn more about? I think, as I said before, the, the differences between regions in such a small continent were very, very visible. How Germany, which is a country that is economically better off than the rest of Europe, their priorities were different and, and, and the use of technology was different and, and things like this. So if you look at Italy, they were, as I said, a little bit behind in the in budget increase. But from the results that we saw, as I said, design, the food was important. So breakfast was a must. So that, that, was, that was quite interesting. As I said, the industries of the travel managers uh, surveyed were varied, but we did make the 
the type of company to be a global company that they had a certain amount of revenue and they had different offices and and international travel for their employees etc so yeah to answer your question that's that's something that stayed with me the the differences between travel manager the the, the frustration also with the upfront cost and the thoroughness in the RFPs of something that they that the hotels committed to do or offered and to be honored throughout the process. Yeah, interesting. Well, where can our listeners learn even more about this? If you visit our website, seven.co.uk, we have a resource page and uh, in there you will see the travel manager in 2019 uh, what hotels need to know, and is is a is a report that is very easy to digest. I think, you know, two pages, three pages, and uh, and it it gives you a little bit of insight. But obviously, if you want to know more and would like to know how would you like to implement this to your company, then you can talk to any of our team members that will be willing to, you know, give you more information. That's great. And thanks, Carla, for just coming on and giving us this global perspective. It's really cool to think about. And I think it's really interesting, too, that, you know, this is giving us a perspective on our travel managers. And normally we talk to just your kind of typical planner. And so if you are a planner and and listening in, I encourage you to send this information along to the travel managers within your organizations is really impactful data that can help them in their day to day. Well, thank you again, Carla, for joining us. Um, anything else you think this audience needs to know before we we end this? Stay tuned for the report for 2020. Ooh, I like Ooh. that anticipation. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Carla. It was really great speaking with you. Thanks, Carla. Thank you. Really interesting stuff. And you know what? I was really glad that we could focus on the travel managers because we often talk to planners, but the travel managers have this really big job to fill. I know. I can't wait to dig into that report even more. And if you want to hear about Carla's findings and read the report, head on over to cvent.com slash podcast. And as always, we want to hear what you want to learn more about. So email us at podcast at cvent.com and tell us what topics you want to explore. Or if you are an expert, let us know and we can have you on the podcast. So we'll see you next week for another great episode. Bye.